Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and this is our 74th episode in which Holly and I are chatting about running recovery and our experiences with diets. You find us in the middle of chatting about my new haircut. I have no apologies for this. We had to do it. As Her Highness Fleabag decreed, hair is everything. And I've just had a bit of a too short cut and it plagues me every time I see myself on Zoom. So hair first, most of which I cut out. You'll be relieved to hear, but I included a bit because it segues brilliantly to a comment we've had on the podcast, as you'll discover. We also talk about running through illness when you should actually be recovering. We talk about how we need to be mindful of the recovery period as much as the running period, both when we're in training and when we're unwell, something I have not abided by over Christmas, unfortunately. We also talk about our relationships with food and diet, a conversation we started in the previous workshop as it's something we wanted to continue and how we are trying to amend the way we think about what we eat and how we perceive ourselves. Essentially, we want to appreciate our bodies for what they've done rather than how they look. We'd be interested to hear what you think about this and your relationships with food and your body, and if running has had a positive impact on that. In the meantime, happy running, and I hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Origen. As many of us will be getting into new running routines to start off the year, did you know that two-thirds of us want to get our dogs in on the workout fun too? If that's something you'd like to do, it's important to understand how running with our pups affects their health and how nutrition factors into exercise. Origen Pet Food provides nourishment as nature intended. It's biologically appropriate and provides an authentic whole prey diet with the first five ingredients always being fresh or raw quality animal ingredients to give them all the nutrition they need. Invest in your enjoyment of life with your pet by feeding them nutritious food that helps them reach their full potential, then set off for adventure together. To learn more, check out originpetfoods.co.uk. That's origen, O-R-I-J-E-N, petfoods.co.uk. If you love our podcast, you will adore Women's Running Magazine. This January, you can bag a membership to our brilliant mag for just $2.99 a month. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running! Well, I have to say, now my current hairdresser who I've been with for several years and uh, does tend to say at the end of the haircutting experience, 
do you want me to blow dry your hair or can't you be asked? I think is the, the usual sentence. Oh, I like, love that. It's like, I just want to go. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I really like that. I quite like, I, yeah. I quite like it can't be asked I can't moment. Be asked. Well, because I don't like being pampered. I don't, I don't understand the concept of pampering. So I don't, I don't like being touched or prodded or, yeah. Do you, do you like a massage? Oh my God, no, no. I told you about my massage that I had over Christmas, didn't I? Yeah. And her creeping closer to the bum cheeks. Oh, God. I just, yeah, that just <laughs> makes me want to cry. I can't bear it. I, yeah. like, I, I did almost cry in House of Fraser once when someone just leapt out and started giving me a head massage. And oh. I was like, please just stop touching me. I don't like it, you know. I wouldn't like a, I wouldn't like a non-consensual, sudden head massage <laughs> I like it I, li- I like a, a requested one no I don't like I don't like any but of it yeah I don't don't like any of it mm. I, I don't mind a bit of a of, of pampering and when I go to the hairdresser because I don't go very often mm. I will I will usually quite like it if they give it a bit of a blow dry because then it means for the next maybe two if I can get away with it morning of a third day <laughs> I can get away with not having to do anything to it myself not that I really do anyway but oh, actually, I feel ma- nice with minimal effort therein lies the, the thing I think it's because um well <laughs> right a yes okay so I have issues with people touching me for which I probably need to go and see a therapist but b and it is a surprise that I have children yes and B, um, I wash my hair every single morning and I don't feel clean unless I've washed my hair. So if I have a... Do you? So if I have a... Which is ridiculous. So if I have a blow dry, it, it's a bit like, well, what's the point now? What's the point? Yeah, because it's not like I go out and the only person I'm seeing is Dave and he never notices. He, his joke... Yeah, that's his true. Joke, it's very well, disappointing actually, isn't it? Yeah, if, I, if I've left the house, if, I, if he remembers that I have gone to go and get my hair cut, his joke is that he says, nice haircut from the kitchen where he can't possibly see me when I'm walking through the front door. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have... But he, At least he's self-aware. Yeah, but he did notice this one because everyone <laughs> noticed this one because I just, I look like a... yeah. A have I seen you since that one apart from over Zoom? Just Zoom because I look like a pencil with a rubber on Only top. Zoom. Yeah. Anyway, Aww. this brings me, Hall... To, um, to I our... know what this brings you to. <laughs> <laughs> we got our first crap comment on uh, yeah. on the podcast because people have left some really lovely comments and it's so so nice. And it also it's I mean it's lovely, but it also really helps us in terms of keeping the podcast going. It's kind of like getting comments and getting likes and stuff like that. Kind of it mm-hmm. helps with our. It's really boring, but it sort of helps with stats and it helps with where we sit in podcasts and things like that. So it's really, really dull, but it's actually really, really massively meaningful if people leave, like, if you guys, like, leave a review or kind of hit like or subscribe to us or whatever. So yeah. that, it, is, it is, I know I ask for it. Every, we do love it. And, yeah, for our own very fragile egos, it's amazing. Apart from this one comment. So we got this comment <laughs> and I said over to Holly, she's like, oh, oh no. Anyway, so, right, okay. I said, Should I do this in a funny voice or not? Um, go on, let's go full go, on. I don't on. think this person's ever going to listen to an episode again, are they? <laughs> no, so let's not. just drag them. No. <laughs> oh, that said, it starts, I've listened to a few of these episodes from the archive. Oh, from, perfect, yeah, by you. the way. From the archive, and I'm trying to be shouty from Tunbridge Wells, from the archive and from more recent <laughs> times, but I've been disappointed to find that the first 10, 15, 20 minutes often have almost nothing to do with running. It's not what I was <laughs> expecting from a podcast with the title <laughs> Women's Running. And that's the end of the comment. Oh dear, oh 10, dear. 15, 20 minutes of just not running. Holly, this is, we've failed. We've entirely failed yeah, to make a podcast about running. <laughs> also, we- you know, get some attention span. 15, 10 minutes, whatever yeah. you said, before we start talking about running. It's not, you know... Stick around a few laughs. I'm, you'll get something. Yeah, sure. there could be. At some I point. know, and I mean, we. I don't think we spend twenty minutes. I mean, having 
just spent 20 minutes not talking about running. I don't think we always don't speak about running. Not always. Maybe they listen to the um, the Red Kites episode or oh, something the like Red that. Kite episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But generally, we do chat shit, but yeah. we chat shit about our running. Yeah, we do. We do. I think. I think we do. Holly, how's your running I been? I do. How, how's it been over Christmas? Tell me. My running has been well. <laughs> I think um, over Christmas, I won't lie, I went on about two runs. I just tootled around and I didn't really take things very seriously. And I had quite a lot of... I was so full of hope. I remember in the last one we recorded, <laughs> I was even like, oh, I'm, next time I have a hangover, I'm going to go for a run. Oh, yeah. That has not happened. <laughs> um, and I have had a Domino's. I had a Domino's on New Year's Day, which was amazing. <laughs> um, balance, balance. Wellness equilibrium. Balance. Yeah. I like to call it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also I've got stuck into my resolution this week. Oh, yes. And of, uh, my three times a week. Three times a week. How's that and going? I've actually been loving it. Oh. I, you know, because I spoke to you on, well, it was earlier in the week whenever I did my first run of the week. Mm-hmm. And it was a lovely day. And I used it as an excuse for my lunch break because that's also sort of both Esther and I want to do that this year a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of slightly more concrete organized lunch break because otherwise we do tend to just carry on emailing each other non-stop throughout the day mm-hmm. um and so I used that as my little hiatus from work stress and um it was absolutely fine I it really Aww. was like the the confidence run that I needed after some like really really short yeah. and quite a not nearly as much running as I should have been doing to keep myself going over Christmas mm-hmm. that I mean this was still only I think I'm two two milers and then my f- long run is a four miler this week so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm going completely bonkers but I just felt like I had a nice pace I went with a friend and it was really nice to chat and I could talk the whole way as well I like this time last year when I was kind of trying to pick up running again. Yeah. I couldn't really enjoy running with a friend because my fitness levels were too low. I couldn't really keep a conversation while I was doing any kind of running. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just lush and the sun was shining um, a bit less nice yesterday because it wasn't quite such a lovely day and I went on my own, but still fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, enjoying it. And then tomorrow morning I'm doing my long four miler. So I need, I think I'm doing that on my own as well. I don't think Lex okay. is joining me for that. So I need a really nice podcast, audio book, mm-hmm. something, because I have forgotten the kind of when you get into longer runs. I haven't run anything more than a 5K in such a long time that mm. I've forgotten that it does take me a while and just to complete the distance. And it is so nice to have that feeling of your of running on clouds of when you completely distract yourself and yeah. you're not even thinking about it and you're just clocking it up. I had that on Tuesday with the one I went on with Lex when we were chatting and it was so nice. We'd done our two miles before we even felt like we'd really got started because we were so into the conversation we were having. Yeah. So I need a, need a really nice distraction for tomorrow morning because that's what's kind of keeping me going at the moment. It makes me think about, um, you know, when we had that chat with Tina and, um, and it was a bit of a kind of, it was a, a sort of resetting my mind a little bit when she was talking about how actually instead of kind of seeing the long run as kind of the, the kind of peak of your week in terms of your effort, actually seeing it as your easy mm. run, <clears throat> seeing it as the run. Yeah, maybe that's it. Seeing it as, as the run that you enjoy because it's the run that you're doing at your slowest pace. And actually most of it, the majority of it is going to be more comfortable than, than the ones in the week. And it was like, oh yeah, yes. I hadn't really thought about it that way. No, no, yeah, definitely. And I think that's the other thing that works well with doing my long run on my own, but doing one or more of my shorter runs in the week with Lex because she has a faster pace than me. Mm. So for her, that's she's kind of using that as a bit of a gentle plod 
uh, whereas for me, that's almost like my threshold run or something that I'm, it's not quite that extreme with us. We're we're a bit better than that, but I'm definitely pushing myself a little bit, whereas she's slightly reserving energy. So that it it does work really well. Mm. Um, So I really have been enjoying that massively. And I was going to say as well, not going to lie, haven't touched or so much as thought about a hill sprint or a fart thing but I thought this week I'm gonna just ease myself into it and do ploddy plods but with a bit more of a aim to them have been thinking about my pacing as well based on our conversation with Tina which is an improvement for me because usually (laughs) I don't even it's like checking my bank balance I don't want to look yeah yeah I've been been paying a bit more attention to that and slowing myself or speeding myself as a result and um yeah and then next week I think also I'm going to have a little think about the conversation we had with Kate that I don't know whether has aired at time of this one airing no no, it's coming out the week after it's coming out the week after well hold on to your (laughs) seat belts because it's bloody good (laughs) I can't wait for that one yeah hold on hold your hold I don't know what people say. <laughs> Hats? Well, curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> that sort of a thing. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. So it's a really good well, one. What I was going to ask you was, do you have, um, because we're now, well, firmly in training for the half, do you have, mm. um, are you following a training plan? Do you have like a calendar? I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm following one of ours. Yeah. And it is I can't I can't remember what my actual like what it might even be beginners, even though it's not my first one, but that's mm. just where what fits in with my kind of goal times and stuff. Cool. But you yeah. should be able to find it on the women's running website for anybody who's interested. Good plug. Half marathon training plans for yeah. every runner. <laughs> Good <laughs> plug. Um I have not been. So this is my um I'm in the week in which I start to panic and go look at the calendar mm-hmm. see how many weeks we've got left and see where I need to be so I'm kind of I've just been feeling my way a bit in terms of length of long run um, yeah I've yeah that's done, fine yeah well yeah I hope so um and I've not done anything the same as you I've not done anything technical for oh, probably about a month um I mean I've been running mm-hmm. quite a lot but in terms of my running over Christmas it I had a big dip because I was ill um which I'm, I don't think was COVID, but I never got my PCR back. Um, so of course, I completely mm. forgot. We talked about that the other day. Yeah, I yeah, guess you yeah. were quite out of action because it was like two weeks, really, that you were not feeling well, was, brilliant. No, I wasn't feeling brilliant. It wasn't as bad as kind of previous years when I've had chest infections and things, but I'm kind of quite used to getting ill over Christmas in, that, you know, that kind of, I mean, I literally got ill. Oh God, it was like, it was like two days before the kids broke up from school. And it's such a classic me of kind of like, you know, the the sprint to the finish and then kind of collapsing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt really unwell. There were there were two days where I didn't do any exercise, which is unlike me. And, and that was mm-hmm. kind of at the beginning of it. And then, and that was around the 18th of December. And then for the next two weeks, I carried on. I was fine. It kind of, you know, the worst, the peak was over. <clears throat> but I never quite see I've still got a bit of a cough now mm. and then I never quite um got back into I, it com- running was not comfortable basically until yeah. the 1st of January and I ran on New Year's Eve and then on the 1st of January and the New Year's Eve run was horrible but the January the 1st mm. run was lovely um and yeah I just think I'd kind of I just weathered the storm by that stage um, but it did mean that my, because I was hoping to have run a thousand miles by um, the end of the year. And I did do that. So I'm quite pleased with myself there. Yeah. She ran a thousand, and she'd run a thousand more. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would, just just to get to your door. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was... <laughs> So I, what I was going to ask, oh, sorry, I was going to no. ask, what, do you, what did you do? So while you were poorly you say mm. running wasn't very comfortable did you persevere and push through it if there were only two days that you didn't exercise or did you do other other bits I did I do other bit. well I always do 
I know you do boot camp and things. And did you do a poorly boot camp? I, I know, not quite. So I missed a boot camp mm. and I missed a run. Um, and I felt, it's really weird. I felt really guilty. I guess this happens quite a lot, but I felt, I felt quite guilty about missing because it was supposed to be my long run because it was over the weekend. Um, I, and I missed boot camp and I had to email my boot camp lady and just say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm missing. And she was like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, don't, don't come. <laughs> just don't come. Um, yeah. Then I, then I, I, I started running again, but I did, I took it much, much easier. So I think, um, I mean, I think I, I probably could have done with taking some more time off. Um, yeah. But I did change the nature of my running. So it was, I did absolutely no technical stuff. So no, no threshold, no hills, um, apart from the mm. ones that are just in the way of getting home. Um, and got like really cut my pace back. <clears throat> um, and I stopped earlier. So I had shorter runs and like I, I have to run up a hill in order to get home. And normally I push myself to the top of that hill and I was not pushing myself at all. I just I felt my lungs just felt very depleted. So I was just stopping at the bottom and walking up when that was more than enough for me. And so I was giving myself that kind of get out. Um, and I've just started just this week being able to run up it again, but it is really quite painful. Mm. Um, so I don't, yeah, no, I don't think I did give myself enough time. And I think there's always the concern that if you push on through or you, you do, yeah, you run, you run when you, you should really be recovering that actually you're prolonging the illness. So I, and I, I know that I did that a couple of years ago and I, I think potentially I've done it again this year. So I, I am again, beating myself around the head a bit because I ran when perhaps I shouldn't have done. But, you know, I'm sure that that applies to other things as well that are far less good than exercise. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if I was ill over Christmas, for example, I'm sure that even if I wasn't feeling quite a hundred percent again, if it got to Christmas Eve, I'd probably want a glass of wine and I'd probably mm. want to stop worrying quite so much about getting the orange juice down me or whatever. And I think there are plenty of things that we all do that, that elongate illness a bit sometimes, but it's this yeah. sort of balance of you do have to start living your normal life a bit again. Otherwise it's yeah, just, you do. And I know that the run, you know, while, while it might be a bit painful, you know, it's that it's like with every single, I was trying to explain it to my son this morning on the way into school, actually, um, trying to explain, I was like, I, you know, you know, I don't actually enjoy running, don't you? <laughs> you know? And he was like, what? And I was like, no, who enjoys running? No one enjoys actually running. Don't be ridiculous. But we enjoy the feeling afterwards, you know? Um, and he was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, but, <laughs> but that brought me on to, um, cause I sent you a link to, um, a Guardian article that I was reading a couple of days ago <clears throat> and I thought it was absolutely brilliant and it was not about mm -hmm. running at all but it was about recovery and rehabilitation it was actually about COVID I mean you know we're all bored about reading about COVID but um, it was such a lovely I thought just such a thoughtful brilliant article and it was a GP called oh, what's his name Gavin Francis <clears throat> and he mm -hmm. wrote this thing and it was about recovery and he was just um he was just talking about, uh, what does he say? He says, he says, we need to respect the process of healing, <clears throat> which I thought was amazing. And so he was, he was talking about recovery. And I thought that this had lessons for like us all to learn. And like me particularly yeah. at that point, but also I think, um, us in terms of illness, but also in terms of running. Cause I, I find like the recovery from running, I find that as a topic, like really fascinating that, um, obviously, you, you know that we need we need rest and that the rest is it is as important as the run in terms of building muscle and strength and endurance um so and i i just think that's it's, every time i think about it i just think it's slightly mind-blowing that that kind of we don't yeah. have to be running on a treadmill the whole time that actually sitting down lying down not running it, it is actually helping us become better runners um yeah so I feel like well you've always known this that sitting on the sofa <laughs> and eating crisps is yeah. sometimes beneficial yeah <laughs> sometimes perhaps even always I just I just think it's like amazing but what I loved about this stuff this, so this feature is mostly all about like is is COVID and recovery but he was also talking about how GPs mm -hmm. the way that they're trained or the way that he was trained 
was that talking about um, recovery, convalescence, you know, recovery from illness and stuff like that, um, is what was rarely sort of talked about when he was training. And he, I think he's quite a recent, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm lying if he's a recent GP, but he was just saying that he, that wasn't something that, that came up much in his training. Um, but what he yeah. believes is that actually, because, because obviously when you're trained to be a GP, what you're learning about is the illness and how you get ill and, and, you know, the peak of the illness. Um, but he was saying that he thinks that we all need like guidance through our recovery as much as we need guidance to kind of cope with the illness itself. And I thought, oh, this is a For wise sure. person. Um, and he said, <laughs> this is the thing that I picked up and this is what I want to keep, us to keep in our heads, right? He says, um, because we're all different, we shouldn't hold ourselves up against a timeline for our recovery. So not a date in time, which I do always. Um, but instead, do we just, you? Yeah, yeah, always, always. And it's because it's because I had a GP friend a few years ago who said that if you've got a virus, the same is not true of the current virus that we're talking about. If you have a virus, that it's three days build up, three days suffering, and three days recovery. And if you have a virus that lasts longer than that time frame, potentially you might have a bacterial infection. This is probably a total lie, but I tend to take this information, keep it and think, right, I'm going to hang on to that. Um, so I mm-hmm. always think that if I haven't, that I should be back on my feet essentially after six days because the rest of it is just recovery. okay. So I do think that, and he was saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't have a timeline. We should have a goal. And doesn't that sound a bit like running? It sounds a bit like running. And and then it does sound a bit like running. It does. And he says, in order to get to that goal, we need to, in, in, in he's talking about recovery here, we need to, and I, I love this bit, gently push at the limits of what we can do. <gasps> I think. Gently push. Gently push. Gently push. So, yeah, I and think, what he's again, saying, that's kind of how, mm, sorry, I was going to say, that's kind of how I like to view my running anyway <laughs> <laughs> gently pushing but like yeah because again following the conversation that everybody will hear next week that we have with Kate that was brilliant I've honestly came away from that and I felt like loads of things clicked into place mm. I think it is sometimes a bit of a form of exercise as punishment when you think that every time you exercise whether it's running going to the gym whatever mm. that you've got to curl yourself into the bendiest pretzel possible in that yoga class or be absolutely like a beetroot in the face at the end of your hit class or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and although that can feel good sometimes and if that's where you're you know you feel like your body and your mindset is taking you then I think that that's fine to do sometimes I think gently pushing is something that I'm really going to put in my brain this year is sort of little and often with gentle pushing just to towards the kind of threshold of your yeah exactly kind of exactly because what he's saying is is essentially like if we don't push if the push isn't because both of the words are important if if we don't push then your world shrinks you know yeah you stay you stay the same if not get worse you know in terms of Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of your endurance, in terms of your strength. I mean, he's talking about recovery and illness and things like that. And so he's talking about getting back to normal, essentially. But in terms of progression, yeah. the same is true, that if we don't push our boundaries, then our boundaries won't increase, you know? So if we don't push yeah. uh, the length of time that we run, if we don't push um, the types of running that we do, then we're not going to get better or faster or reach our goal yeah yeah definitely we need a gentle push but but that gentle thing is is something to really bear in mind that that, yeah like Mm. you say you don't need to and and you absolutely shouldn't be adding masses of mileage onto your long runs all in one go or Mm. or kind of or go all out at the hit class when it's the day after a very long run and you're really tired and that that would mean that your form wasn't right you could be at risk of injury um exactly like you're just going to be potentially shooting yourself in the foot and as we all know our feet are quite important for running Mm. so not a good idea not a good idea I think that 
never shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> no, that's if, like, if you're going to pick up one piece of advice from this podcast, it's never ever yes, shoot never, yourself in the foot. Ever shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> and that's for that person who thinks we don't talk about running. Tidbits like that. Come on. Yeah, I know. Gold dust. Where else are you going to get info like that? Don't shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> Not run as well. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I do really like that, though. That combination of gentle. I think maybe we are like our characters together personified is a gentle push. A gentle push. Like, yeah, there is an an element that is really important with running, whether it's recovering after you've not been very well, whether it's mm-hmm. getting back into it after ages of not, whether it's taking on a new challenge, new distance or a new time or something. Yeah. That you are, of course, going to have to give yourself a bit of a of a nudge and you're going to have to be a little bit firm with yourself sometimes about, come on, no, get out and do it. But if you do that, whether it's physically or mentally to like a really severe degree, then mm. you're just going to end up making yourself feel rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not going to like running or like, or be able to, even if there's a, if, if there's a physical implication from it. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, it's a bit like, um, I'm trying to do also the, um, run every day, January thing, except I'm not oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> with, with a big proviso that I'm not actually running every day. Um, so what I'm doing is something I'm, every day, something it's, every day. a said, a said, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, which I, which is fine and I'm enjoying, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely thing to do. And it's a very, it feels like a very achievable ambition. Um, but what I'm not going to do is, is kind of do a 20 mile trail run, um, in the middle of all that, because that, that's going to prevent me from doing something the following day. Um, and, yeah. you know, could put myself at risk of injury and it could make me not like running, you know? Exactly. And as we, yeah, as we discussed with Kate, is not as good for your body mm. as doing, you know, three, five or six mile trail runs within your week, mm. splitting that time up and easing yourself into that way of of running. Yeah, yeah. If you don't run at all and then you say, right, my one thing, I'm going to do one huge trail mm-hmm. run a week, mm-hmm. then not a good move no we no, I don't learned so. yeah so especially as well as all the other things you're doing that would would just conk you out god it really would it really would although I am I'm well mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to doing a couple of long trail runs but not this month I'm just not <laughs> this month because this this month is this goal not in Jan no not in January as well no 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 particularly the weather right now oh my god <laughs> so cold it's really grim isn't it it's so chilly I'm very grateful actually to the various bits of kit that have been otherwise if I was still I had uh, like one running top maybe I had two in case one got smelly Mm. um but I had like yeah two running tops and a pair of leggings all from decathlon which is brilliant I love decathlon but you Mm. know it was in no way like high-tech special cozy it was just you know like run of the mill kit when we when I first started running and if I had to put I can't I can't believe I made myself do that if I had to put on a sort of very thin sweat wicking t-shirt and a Mm -hmm. pair of of yeah thin seven pound leggings on (laughs) right now (laughs) (laughs) i would not be going out no no absolutely not no i was out this morning wearing uh a rain jacket that has such a good hood like and i I just didn't think that this would be a thing that i would be but knowing that i had that jacket available to run in Mm. and knowing that i could basically zip up this hood so that i had pretty much my nose showing at the front, there's no way, no gust of wind is ever going to, you know, pull that hood down. And that was, and, and, and like laying that out last night and just thinking, phew, there for every eventuality. I've got that. I've got my running gloves, yeah. you know, longer socks, just because, because no bloody tights are long enough for my legs. So I have to instead bridge the gap. 
<laughs> with longer running socks so that I don't <laughs> so there's not like two inches of chill um yeah oh god but yeah yeah having the right kit really does help with the motivation doesn't it yeah so, I I've just thought of something as well that maybe we could we could design or at least encourage someone else to design I would think I gen I gen I think I'm being genuine here as well I think I would genuinely wear a technical balaclava yeah oh yeah yeah no I think, I think if I would... there was such a thing I would yeah I think um well I well I worry about it I've got a pea head as well as looking like a mushroom I have a pea head <laughs> and so any kind of hat if it's close fitting makes me look more pea headed so like mm. I've got some nice little kind of um or I've got one anyway one kind of merino beanie or something which feels mm. nice on but I look utterly ridiculous. I mean utterly ridiculous. I just look as though I'm no head at all. I'm just neck. And see and I'm the opposite. Then I've also I'm a got hat a series of like, I think it balances me out oh, and makes me look less like a football head. Oh, I wish I had some of your head. Unless of mine. Yeah, you can have a bit. Do you like, remember doing that in secondary yeah. school? People would be like, oh, yeah. I've got such a bum. And I'd be like, oh, have a bit of mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry, I completely interrupted head. interesting information <laughs> that you were saying then. It wasn't. I was, I was, all the other thing I was going to say was that um, I have got a selection of lovely buffs and things like that, which um, can yeah, be I do worn like as buff. balaclavas. They can be worn as balaclavas. Mm. But but again, they just have the kind of weird effect on me of making me look like some kind of headless ghost because it just makes my body look as though it stopped weirdly uh, with, with no kind of punctuation of a head. They kind so, of trailed off a yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, got, got bored of this body, stopping it, can't be asked. Yeah. That sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, actually, that does lead on to the next thing, because I was going to be talking about some self-loathing stuff. Um, Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) And because I loathe myself for not having a punctuated head, um, like it it kind of leads into, this is January talk. And and, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I I do. And all that pressure to start really bulking out your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, God, nightmare. Um, so because it's January, but we've talked about it a little bit before, but I think we need to talk about diets and I think, um, well, we don't need to, but I think it's a, it's a fun thing to pass the time. Um, and like, uh, you know, our experiences of diet culture are going to be different because we're different ages and have different experiences and different backgrounds and stuff. Um, and it, but I think it's kind of really important to talk about it because lots of people will be coming to running uh, in January thinking, right, I'm going to use running as a tool to lose weight. Um, and I think we, as much as um, part of our ethos is, um, and that's throughout the whole brand, is not about weight loss at all. Um, mm. And in fact, we've gone completely the other way. Um, because we want women to access running uh, because of the way it makes them feel, because of the um, benefits to their physical and mental health, the, the way that it makes us feel stronger. Um, yeah, I mean, it can make us look stronger as well, um, but it's for our mm-hmm. fitness and our strength. Um, and it's not, you know, you can, the thing is, is, is you can lose weight when you start running, but it's what we're trying to sort of say is it's not a means to an end. Like the running in itself is the thing, right? Mm. So that's, that's what we talk about. However, all that said, we know that loads of people come to women's running, um, like either, you know, the magazine or the site or even this podcast and think, right. Okay. I, I want to learn about how I can use running to lose weight. Mm. I mean, this is, this is a bigger discussion than we've got time for here, but I think, it would be um, remiss of us to not, you know, acknowledge that. But also it would be, I think, interesting for us to perhaps talk about our own kind of experiences of diets and yeah. weight 
because it's such a tricky and complicated subject for women. It's so, Mm -hmm. it's such a big thing. It's so massive. It's kind of, you know, it's a feature in, you know, whether we like it or not, it's just there, isn't it? Weight, body image. Oh, it's impossible to get away from. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I find that I find myself flip flopping quite a lot to the outside world I think I maintain a very body positive attitude and I would never ever want to push on anybody else Mm. what I sometimes struggle with myself so I I would never encourage somebody to go on a weight loss journey of any kind unless it was something that their doctor had prescribed for them and they really really desperately felt was going to revolutionize their health I I don't think that that I I I feel like I'm quite hard line with quite a lot of my views on that stuff now mm-hmm. I am going to come out and say it as well this might not be very popular with everybody I think BMI is a load of bullshit mm. I don't a lot of our understanding of weight and health I think really needs rethinking yeah. I think that I've been much healthier at times that I've weighed more in my life personally than times where I haven't and I think that's the thing. I think I had quite an quite an extreme relationship with eating when I was younger that's meant that I may sometimes be guilty of going entirely the opposite way mm. and not even wanting to touch diet stuff with a barge pole. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we shouldn't have to if we don't want to. But I also know that sometimes maybe that can make me a little bit dismissive of of stuff that can be more complex for some people. But my kind of experience of it was when I was kind of maybe 17, mm. I, I'd always, I, I'd been a tiny beanpole when I was a child and then puberty hit me like a freight train and I just started putting on weight from breathing oxygen in Mm -hmm. um and I really really struggled because in school that was peak age for having been a girl that kind of you know quite thrived off a bit of attention sometimes and Mm -hmm. was quite cool or whatever to suddenly being bottom of the barrel because I put a little bit of weight on with boys and with other girls as well like I felt a little bit like my whole self-esteem with whether people were going to like me full stop just really really plummeted when I put yeah. weight on yeah so then I kind of went the opposite way and didn't eat properly at all for a couple of years when I was in kind of sick form mm. and um and just didn't have a very healthy relationship with any of that stuff I felt definitely was in that kind of reward mindset of if I didn't if I missed a meal that was a good thing and if I and I did no exercise less exercise than I have ever done in my life Mm. but I looked like the epitome of what people might call healthy Mm. and doctors were giving me a big pat on the back and it I really felt validated in that weight loss Mm. so I didn't I didn't ever kind of develop a healthy situation I then went to uni and ate and drank more than like binge ate and drank really Mm -hmm. as kind of going the opposite way and I kind of flip-flopped for a couple of years before kind of finally finding a little bit more self-esteem and peace within myself so that I could have a have a bit more of a of a normal relationship with food but I still being totally honest don't feel like I've cracked my relationship with food no no and I I, and I think I I think being honest is I I just yeah is what I like to project is not Mm. what I know is going on in the maelstrom of of kind of awful that goes on in my head because everyone everyone has the voices you know and I think my my experience was very very similar to yours which is kind of Mm. in a way it's quite sad to know that you know 20 years later that you're feeling the same things that that I felt that definitely my teens were a bad time my body changed Mm. I didn't know what to do I couldn't control what was happening to it particularly um and definitely saw food as comfort and then when it did come to losing weight, yeah, be, yeah, absolutely being applauded for, for weight loss when it happened, yeah. even if the weight loss was because of like awful things like slim fast, 
um mm. other, other did you do any of those things oh god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um i did that i did and then my 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 best ever diet i think um when i was in my first year at university um mm. i met a boy i started going out with a boy and um and i was quite thin then or felt thin um and uh, within about a month, I think I went home for Easter and ate for two weeks solidly and then came back mm-hmm. and he made a small off the cuff remark about how I'd changed because I had changed quite rapidly within those two weeks, to be fair to him. <laughs> um, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad remark at all. But uh, but you know what remarks are like. And so yeah. I, I went on. Well, especially when we do associate losing weight with good, yes. gaining weight with, with, with bad. bad. Yeah. I think. I think that's why it's maybe the best place to just not comment on that stuff sometimes because yeah. of course it's drummed into us that even if somebody goes oh look you've got a little bit of a bum at the moment and I'm yeah. loving it it makes you go oh but everybody else says that's bad yeah exactly exactly and so I went from having like nutritious meals at home and kind of mm-hmm. probably looking quite normal or whatever to going back to university and eating one packet of super noodles every day and oh my god the weight just fell off me um mm-hmm. weird um so that's not my, my <laughs> diet tip of the, and and like you I wasn't exercising I wasn't doing anything I started I started um doing some running I remember starting doing some running in, in my first year at university um but it really was trips to the end of the road kind of thing and and then started really incorporating it by the second year when I'd started eating a bit better and that definitely did tie in with appreciating my body a little bit more but that tricky Mm. relationship between approval and thinness and disapproval and biggerness is you know it's Mm -hmm. still it's it's just rife isn't it and yeah I mean I was I was put on a diet by my parents I feel terrible for saying that when I was when I was very young I was um I dieted all the way through my teens but dieted in that way like the way in which my mother-in-law talks about it like I think my mother-in-law is constantly, constantly on a diet. So yeah, uh, which I I I could kind of slightly sneer at if it weren't for the fact that I pretty much always kind of control what I eat as well. But yeah. it's just that I I eat different things, you know. So when she's on a diet, she gives herself a slice of lettuce and a cucumber kind of you know piece at lunchtime, and then is ravenous <clears throat> by by supper time, and. And I don't. I just I I just make sure that I eat roughly the same stuff, and I you know I make sure it's nutritious. I make sure it's kind of protein led rather than carb led. Um, you know, mm. which all sounds really really dull, doesn't it? But I I know what I I, I eat food that I enjoy, which is yeah. Very, well, that's good. Very, very different from how I used to eat twenty years ago. Yeah, I think that's that's progress on that. It's making me think as well that like even if there's just a bit of dilution of that every generation, yeah. like that's a good thing. Like I think it's an impossible beast to try and overcome because it's so ingrained in us. But mm. yeah, my yeah. mum also like has always kind of like yo-yo dieted. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying like mm. she did like one of those juice things when I was mm. a teenager and that really affected me that I suddenly thought it was okay and normal to not have meals because she was prescribed to be missing meals (gasps) so of course when that like Mm. you know when 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 she's following a plan that goes oh yeah it's absolutely fine to just have a carton of horrible brown sludge for your breakfast then I as a 17 year old or whatever I'm gonna go oh well I probably don't need to have breakfast at all kind of thing yeah but I think now looking back at that I've never done any of those things Mm. I've tried desperately to be a bit more intuitive even if I accept that that means that sometimes I might get it wrong um because of seeing those diets and the fact that you know, I don't want to discourage anybody who might be listening who's on something like that at the moment, mm. but I think it is something incredibly shocking. Like ninety-five percent of of um, diets like this, you know, mm. things like Slim Fast or Juice Plus or whatever. Mm. I'm so sorry, we're never going to be able to collab with them, but <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> but 
they fail. Ninety, yeah. I think it's about ninety-five percent of them fail, and often you can end up putting that weight and more back because mm-hmm. it doesn't teach you healthy relationships with learning when you're full, learning when you're hungry. It completely messes up that part of your psyche. Yeah, in my experience but I also think in the experience of quite a lot of medical professionals oh god yeah and I I mean it's the the up and down nature of it is is Mm. kind of a big thing but I I just think I I hate I hate the fact that for probably 40 years I have Mm. been conscious of what I eat you know so I very few times in those 40 years Will I have gone to a restaurant and thought I'll have anything, mm. you know? And and it's kind of it makes me really, really angry and really cross yeah. at well, yes, society. I get really cross at blokes, you know. Cause, so do I. Sorry, blokes, but sorry, blokes. I do. But they, you know, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have the chips. Yeah, I'll have the roast potatoes. Yeah, I'll have the pasta. And why aren't I like that? You know, why am I going? Oh, I know. I'll, I'll have the quinoa. You know, it's just like, oh, for <laughs> God's sake, woman. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of, and and trying to unwrap that relationship, trying to kind of stop you thinking the way that you innately yeah. think is so hard. But but yeah. I do think we are in a bit of a golden time in which food is better for a start and food that is healthy is, I mean, you know, plant food vegetables and fruits are always available but foods that are healthy foods that are nutritious and healthy are in abundance and we have so much advice on the kind of food that's you know I'm able to speak to people that are older than me and who don't have Mm. who aren't kind of accessing the sort of information that I see on a daily basis like I follow loads of kind of um, cooks and stuff on Instagram and look at the kind of foods that they're they're kind of coming up with, especially in January, and just think, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And and uh, you know, I when I speak to people like my mother-in-law who doesn't do that, and she still thinks that going on a diet means eating rabbit food and um, and having sugar-free things, you know, which we know are not necessarily any better for your body than the sugary versions. So yeah. I'd say if you're going to have a coke probably just have a coke just have the coke yeah in fact there, there's lots of stuff to do with with diet drinks with, you know and they're full of aspartame and all that kind of thing. and then what's the mm-hmm. other thing that, like you know fat free fat free yogurts that then balance out with loads of sugar and you know all that kind of stuff so so it's nice to know it's nice that we're in a period in which we have the knowledge to not eat weird processed stuff instead of real butter or you know real kind of bread you know we 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 don't have mm. to have reduced calorie slices of bread we just eat nice bread you know yeah i think there's a bit more of an awareness and a rejection of that stuff mm. that like i think as women we're getting a bit fed up with the fact that 90% of advertising is is designed to target us and make us feel mm. that we need to buy this product or do this thing or whatever mm-hmm. in order to be perfect in society but that in the end our voices are not being listened to to do that that's not no no women and if they are then as a direct result of patriarchal oppression Mm. no women uh sit there uh, sitting there going oh do you know what would be really really nice to invent would be um some really tasteless horrid uh (laughs) sugar-free bread that uh Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, I do think that all of that stuff is a direct result of kind of how we think women should be in society. Smaller, more delicate, more... Taking up less space. Taking up less space. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely fallen into that in the past. If I've had times of insecurity, then I feel like shrinking my body is the first thing that I want to do. Yeah. But I think, you know, maybe every time you decide, you know, if you're going to what what you're going to do with your eating habits it really is a personal choice yeah. and I don't want to diet shame anybody no. but maybe make sure that you're doing it for yourself and yes. not because this is something you feel you have to do and really really think about that not mm-hmm. in a way of like 
oh no, I'm definitely, you know, shaving my armpits because I love to shave my armpits or yeah, whatever yeah. That's an example. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like really actually thinking about like, what are the reasons though that I feel I have to do this? Yeah. Is this something that a doctor's actually told me to do? Or is this something that, you know, I yeah. feel I genuinely would really enjoy would yeah. be... And, and I mm. think, I think, you know, to kind of bring it full circle, I think this is where running has this amazing benefit, doesn't it? Because in the same way for me that I can, I can look at my body now, um, which I, I mean, I sort of try hard not to do so much, but I can, me look, too, at, for sure. <laughs> I can look at my body <laughs> after having kids and I can try and objectively think, actually, mm. you know what? That's that, you know, bloody good show, body. That's 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 <laughs> two rather mammoth tasks you've done there. Um Yeah. So that's that's pretty good. But in in that same vein, running, particularly after a little bit of running, when you when you've kind of get to certain distances or certain times or certain you can just think, bloody hell, you know. Okay, so maybe I still have a muffin top or some awful, horrible other term that people use to describe lovely bits of flesh. But maybe I do. (laughs) But I've just run up that hill or I've just done that thing. And I've just done that thing that I never, ever thought was possible. But actually, I managed to do it. And these legs did it. And these lungs did it. I think And my lungs, I've always thought before I was a runner, were peanuts ridiculous things that never ever inflated properly but I've run a marathon so they're not that bad it's amazing yeah and yeah I think I think it really helps you to my goal with my way I view my body is to try and reach a sort of body neutrality yes because I think we're all aware of this concept that like body positivity is lovely Mm. but do we really wake up every day and go oh god i I love my cellulite. Oh, it's so yeah, lush. I am no, we glorious. Don't. Yeah, no, we don't. No. Yeah, <laughs> how much? I, I mean, I would absolutely love to do that, but it's not really sustainable. Of course, you're going to have moments and you shouldn't feel rubbish about yourself for having mm-hmm. moments of going, oh God, my ass is massive, which I do every day when, oh. when I wake up in the morning. But if you can start to go like full stop, no... Ooh no kind of emotion that's a bad thing that's a good thing just full stop I've got a big bum mm. but it's been with me for 13.1 miles while I ran consistently which was something I never ever thought I would be able to do yeah and it's in your case like you might be like oh I don't like my tummy it housed two actual children who are now little people yeah and your glutes fire your legs so without that ass you wouldn't be running at all and also the other thing is it's that is the inner critic is to take that crappy little person whoever it is that's talking about your ass and thinking Mm. actually would I say these things to my mate you know would you comment on someone else's ass ever Never would no. you. I would either say something lovely to them or I would probably, to be perfectly honest, not even be thinking about it not because even it's be not about all it. about you. No. <laughs> I always hate it when you say that because it, I do like to think that most things are about me, but it's true. I know me too, <laughs> but unfortunately it isn't. And it's everybody's not. worried about their own like bingo wings and they're not concerned Why with yours they, yeah I, there was a lovely I mean, thing it's such I, awful terms for everything awful, isn't it? It? yeah i know <sighs> I, was, I was reading somewhere um some time ago that was just going that very clearly stated it's not a muffin top it's your stomach it's not bingo wings mm. they are your arms it's your arms <laughs> arms yeah. arms yeah Oh, for God's sake. And you just, yeah, you, you sort of address, you, you've, we've got labels for bits of us that are is somehow perceived as being excessive. Yeah, interesting thought about this. I'm getting a bit philosophical now. Do it. But by labelling those things, bingo wing, muffin top, mm. whatever it is, that like it makes it feel alien to your body, doesn't mm. it? That's like you're kind of labelling it as something other. Yeah. 
something and then that's automatically grown, you think it's something yeah 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 like a, like a growth and you feel like I need to get rid of that yeah. when it's not it's your bod it's your and bod yeah yeah it is it is your arm or yeah, yeah your hip, bit of hip or whatever your I don't even know what I've certainly got them but I don't really know what muffin tops are <laughs> Well, the reason why muffin tops exist is not because of our bodies, but because of the clothes that we try and squeeze our bodies into. So I think oh, that's yeah. probably another thing. But um, but in the spirit, in the spirit of positivity, mm-hmm. I I want to leave you, Holly, with the the most positive thing that I've heard about you this this year. Which you know I hear Aww. lots of positive things about you. So literally, it's the most positive thing I've heard about you in the last four days, right? Because Aww. everything is always positive about you because you're amazing. But it's another email from... Um, even my muffin tops and all. <laughs> it's the clothes, not the body. Um, True. So we got this lovely email from Becky and I'm going to have to read this out because, because, right. So she says, lovely Becky, she says, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to your good self and Holly. I took on the 100k in 30 days challenge and listening to, which Ooh. is massive, well done her, and listening to your podcast on my runs helped immensely. <sighs> Thanks, Becky. Um, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And she says it feels like she's hanging out with friends. We are friends. And just part of we a chat. Pals, we really. are pals, really. We are yeah. pals. And we totally would be pals if we meet up, you know, because we all like talking about running. And exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she says, we're both honest and encouraging. We try to be. Um, and we do celebrate each other's victories. We do. Thanks, Becky. However, what she also says is she signs off and she's, she's very lovely. You know, great work, she says. Thanks. Um, but she says, P.S. Holly, wish I had your sexy, gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, Becky? Don't we all? No one wishes oh. that they had this Southeast London child's voice. They wish oh, they had no. your sexy, gravelly voice, Hole. Sexy, gravelly voice. Oh, that really is lovely. It <laughs> make, that makes me feel like Phoebe in that episode of Friends where she gets a cold and she and she's going smell again, smell again. <laughs> What a lovely compliment. I personally do take sexy and gravelly to be a compliment. All the women in my family have got quite gravelly voices. What does gravelly voice mean, though? I don't know. Is it because you speak like a spit like that? I know. You've got to make, yeah, there's a distinction, isn't there? There's somewhere between sexy French woman and 60 a day. Kind of Frank Reed, kind of that. Frankly, yeah, you just want to fall. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you want to, you want to fall. It's the Mariella Frostrups of the mm. publishing world, essentially. That's where you are. That's where you. That's are. me. That's you. Honestly, I feel like Becky should have heard my granny. My granny had the most unbelievable because not only she did have the classic voice that all women in my family do, but she also did smoke about sixty a day, oh. and it was iconic it was iconic god holly maybe you should take it up maybe i should take it up just to be a bit sexier be sexier be more gravelly yeah oh holly you got sex appeal as a psa don't take up smoking to be sexier (laughs) we don't we didn't mean it no i don't condone that at all but i think holly should granny taylor was did have a very sexy voice for it so but she also died of lung cancer (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me laugh about that. Sorry, that's really not funny at that's all. Not it was funny. sad. But, it is sad. You know. Yeah. Okay. But well, there, that, we well, there we go. Anyway, well, that's the lesson to be learned, isn't it? Thank you. That's a lovely thing to say, and it, I will be walking around all day talking to people and using my voice and thinking of that, and they'll all go, "Oh, please shut up." <laughs> But as you're talking, in brackets, you'll be thinking, I have a sexy, gravelly voice. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't care. Don't care. I'm, just thinking of, I'm just thinking about Becky. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll be thinking about you when she listens to this. I hope. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded using Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Don't forget to sign up to Women's Running Magazine this January for just two ninety nine a month. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.